turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And we're not alone today. We have a play cousin today. Uh, <laughs> coming in from the podcast, The Axelon Archives, our guest today, Daoud. Thank Hello. you so much for joining us. Lovely like play cousin, as, as uh, my, the Black Nerd Comedy says. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have you. Thank you for playing with us. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for coming over to play the day. It's raining, so we're all inside. Yes. <laughs> and we're playing with our Transformers toys. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, today we're going to be covering uh, Beast Wars, which uh, Dawood recommended as we're coming on. And yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, we're going to do our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo, where we talk about any new shows or media we've been enjoying. Uh, Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? Last night, I watched the Josie and the Pussycats movie from 2001. I also have watched this recently. It's so fun! (laughs) And, like, this is a movie that I remember at the time being derided. People didn't like it. And then there was a renaissance. There was always been a current of people like, no, the movie's actually really good. People just didn't get it. And I finally got around to watching it last night because it happened to be just added to stars when I was going to watch Ghost World. And instead, it's like, how about Josie and the Pussycats? Because we don't have Ghost World anymore. <laughs> and like that, that seems like that's an the, approximate switch out. That's the sure. Same thing. Wait, so Josie, I'm down I, Steve Buscemi, but I'm up an Alan Cumming. Yeah. I, I forgot that it came out in 01. So that actually predates the live action Scooby Doo movie. It does. Ooh. Yeah. I think it might. It, it came out in like April. Yeah. Well, uh, Scooby Doo was O two, so like, it, oh, like yeah, yeah, it's like a whole year. Wow. Does it predate Shrek? Is it PC or PS? Pre Shrek? Yes. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's approximately um, around Shrek. Shrek was. It, it might be like give or take a month. He's a Shrek neighbor. April twenty second was like the like the Hollywood premiere. Uh, like the I think wide release was like May of O one. Okay, this would be pr- before Shrek then. Okay, mm-hmm. so it wasn't competing directly with Shrek because it would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> as, as many things did at the time. Yeah. I think it was beat by Spy Kids. This was a busy spring. Yes. But yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody Josie and the Pussycats, very funny, very good music. Yeah. Enjoy. Mm. Remember that Boomerang promo with Josie and the Pussycats where they're yes. just going yes. through the, the different uh, like eras of music? That, that, just ducks in, that just sticks in your head, doesn't it? Yeah, that's uh, forever We've living in We've discussed it in detail. Yeah. We've discussed <laughs> it in detail on this show. We did a whole episode on those Cartoon Network music videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely in the hallmark of that. Uh, but yeah, mm. yeah, that movie is all product placement. They live like yeah, yes. They stay in like a Target-based hotel room or something like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love, I love when they're on the plane and it's a Target-branded plane, but also it's filled with all of these cleaning supplies. Like it's product placement that does not make sense. Yes, on purpose. Like it's just shoved <laughs> in there. Like the movie starts with this boy band on the plane. Yes, it's a Target plane, but there's also just like a box of Tide sitting behind them. <laughs> Items you do not need in the cabin of a plane. Like, we've got our Tide. We have our entire full boxes of Crest toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a good movie. Definitely, definitely watch that. Mm. Oh, uh, wait, actually. Mm. You, okay, Target branded plane. You can tell that the pre-9-11 movie. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that would have been just tem- before that's, it. That's tempting fate afterwards. <laughs> that's what they did. It. It's their fault. Oh, no. Josie and the Pussycats did 9-11. They only, they only wanted to bring us peace, love, and rock and good tunes. <laughs> but they brought more than that. Uh, uh, Dawood, have you been watching anything recently you've been enjoying? I, actually, yeah. I just, I'm like, I think five or so episodes into the new Shaman King on Netflix. Ooh, yes. Oh. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. And surprisingly, there's a non-zero number of people who came back to voice the same characters. That's great. You love to see it. Yeah. um, So in the four kids dub, the, uh, who was named Morty, they went with, you know, they're using all the actual Japanese names now uh, Mm -hmm. because they're not four kids. (laughs) Right. Thank Uh, thank God. Yeah. I mean, Hey, there, everyone was wanting that intro back though. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I've been in, I've been an anime fan long enough to like yes. There's lots of stuff you can say about four kids. One thing you can't touch is the, is their anime and music. Or sorry, their their intros and their music. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, they did One Piece, but they also did the One Piece rap. But we we won't. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yayo Yayo is forever stuck in my head from the One Piece intro. Yeah. Um. So. They on it was him, uh, a couple of other characters. I've got to, I was I think I'm in the middle of the episode where uh, Faust Ace shows up. So I've already got yes. the yeah. Oh, actually, um, Dan Green, which credited under his actual name, Jay Snyder, uh, actually is back to play uh, Silva of the Patch Tribe. He's like one of the efficients of the Shaman fight. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, you you would think it's uh it's doing better as a. Uh this revamped anime than it was in the past? Is, this, is the story flowing better or anything like that? I mean, I so I remember flowing pretty quickly back in the day, too. Yeah. But honestly, my on, my strongest memory of that show, of the 4Kids version, is really just the intro and some of the voices. I honestly, I think I may have either, like, for, uh, accidentally... Uh, not watched a few episodes of the, because like I remember watching and I'm just like wait they're in where are they now because I <laughs> must have been accidentally skipped because like the fights are going on I'm like who's this Zeke guy not knowing <laughs> that he's like the the entire the big bad of the entire show yeah yeah that's exciting I'm, I I definitely want to watch the show I read it in Shonen Jump when it was coming out so uh, it would be nice to see it realized from my memories. I, w- I was trying to find the like who was voicing each character like as I'm watching it, and while doing that, I found out that Shonen Jump actually doesn't own the license for it anymore. Oh, that's huh. that's interesting. Yeah, uh, Kodansha does now. Oh well, that's that's good. I d- I trust Kodansha. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's not it's not even the um the U.S. license that like in Japan, Suisha Shonen Jump's parent company doesn't own Sh- Shaman King anymore. It, it is Kodansha also. Oh. But I'm. That's the first time I've ever heard that happening. Where an actual, where I'm, because in Japan, uh, everything is owned by committee. If you're yeah. part of the thing, part of any pro, uh, any part of the process, putting it out, you have uh, a stake in it. So like, usually you don't see rights Ooh. actually moving wholesale like that. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's interesting. That's happening. I wonder if that'll be happening a lot more. Mm. The um the creator seems uh, at least I'm assuming uh. I believe it's a he. 
uh, he uh, is talking about the Japanese dub. He he was asked about it a few years ago. He's like, I would love to, but like, I'm a little sad. We're we cannot. We're not going to be able to get the original cast back. But he apparently approves of the new show. That's good. That's that's yeah. the most important thing. Uh, yeah, mm, that's great. That's the author. It's a thing though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we are living in 2021, and J.K. Rowling is unfortunately still alive. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i don't want to wish like, anyone we, don't, we don't have to should die that, but, but like, like yeah i get it yeah <laughs> but yeah that's awesome uh speaking of anime i've been watching a new anime it's one of those things where i i'm a season into it and i'm not sure if i like it yet uh mm. <laughs> but it's called my teenage my teen romantic i think it's my teenage romantic snafu uh, and it's just about uh this kid Hachiman, who is like the most like pessimistic, like just like I'm never deserving of love. Love will never come my way. I might as well give up now. And he just sees everyone else in the world as doing things for themselves for other people. He's just like this very cynical life view. Uh and he joins uh the service club in his high school where they just do stuff for people that need help. They're like, oh, I, I, re- I really want to like ace this next tournament. Can you come help me practice? And they're like, oh, I really want to like ask this girl out, but I don't know how to do it. Can you come help me? Uh, just like little, little <laughs> stuff like that. And it's, it's very interesting. But the reason I started watching it is because I saw a TikTok of uh, the main character and another character rap battling, which <laughs> from <laughs> Hypnosis Mike... Of course, I'm going to watch it now. I have to get to that point. So, mm. uh, I don't know if I'll keep watching after that point, but that is my goal right now is to get that to that moment in the show. It's good to have goals. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm watching. Uh, but yeah, let's get to our main topic of the show. Today, we are mm-hmm. talking about Beast Wars. Uh, Beast Wars. Daoud, <laughs> yeah. Dawood, what's your history with Beast Wars? Why'd you pick it? Uh, well, I picked it because you mentioned it on a previous episode uh, that just yes. aired as this uh, aired not long ago from, as of this recording. Uh, and I actually have a uh, a podcast uh, all about Beast Wars, and we went into the the sequel series Beast Machines, where they go back to Cybertron. Yes, uh, but my history uh, with it is basically, uh, I, Melissa James, I don't know your perspective ages, but this show came out when I was in kindergarten, like originally. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and oh, I had memories see. of it, but I remember being on Fox Kids. <laughs> yeah, I think yes. I would have been. I don't know. I feel like I want to like say four. six, but I. Uh, but yeah, okay. I say I say six for every show. Like, oh, I was a kid. I was probably <laughs> six or something. September ninety six. September ninety six <laughs> is when this came out. Yeah. Yeah, if it was six, then ninety six, yeah. then I would have been four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, like, we, we would have been three four us, and yeah, five. Just about the same age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, so, and everyone I've talked to remembers the show being on Fox Kids, but uh, every official source I've seen says syndication. Uh, but huh. yeah, anyway, so like this was something that uh, one of the earliest shows I ever watched. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it it definitely sticks out in my memory as, as a very, I don't know, a very unique follow up to Transformers. I didn't, so this was my introduction to Transformers, actually. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, 
And like back in the day, like they're talking about this great war. I'm like, okay, there's a backstory. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm four and five. Like I'm like, yeah, okay, there's a backstory. They're talking about something. You just you know, at that age, you kind of just accept. Like there's there are back. You just accept stuff. You don't question it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like even when they get into the arc when they see the original Transformers there, I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of robots around. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Go- more animals. More animals, please. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like the concept of robot turning into uh, into cars as dis- as disguises that was not a thing in my in my four year old mind when I watched the show. Oh, All yeah. I saw is two spaceships come out of hyperspace. Basically, it's transwarp space, but uh, then start shooting at each other. They fall onto onto a planet and they keep fighting, but they're animals. Yeah, <laughs> that's <what else laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> Yeah, three that's, seasons, a, that's, that's a good background show. for me to know. I yeah. <laughs> I remember the show being on when we were kids. I, I I understand what you say about it being in syndication. That makes a lot of sense because in my mind, this wasn't in the main Fox Kids block. I feel like it mm. aired at like the very beginning or the very end. It was on the fringes of that block in my memory. Or maybe it just felt like that because I never watched it. We've watched other like early 2000s CGI shows on the podcast. Yes. Mm. Like we watched Cubics Robots for Everyone. Uh, we just watched Butt Ugly Martians. This and is... I don't remember those looking weird to me as a kid. Yeah. This was actually like the second ever oh, uh, fully CGI show ever. Behind awesome. Reboot? Yeah, right after, okay. uh, re- Reboot was the first, so same company, Mainframe Entertainment is uh, did Reboot and okay. Beast Wars, yeah. That makes sense, that's why it looks like that. That, mm-hmm. that tracks, yeah, like I re- watched all these CGI shows and they didn't look strange to me, but for some reason Beast Wars was the one show where like little six-year-old Melissa was, I don't like how this looks, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> oh, these animals are too smooth. I feel bad watching it now because I'm like, this seems like a quality show. I feel like even if it had looked different, it still wouldn't have been for me. Mm. But yeah, when I, I, I was something about the textures of it. I've never gotten Transformers. I've come to respect Transformers a lot. Mm-hmm. But whenever I try to engage with any sort of Transformers media, like my brain can't recognize them. And it's like I'm just seeing a pile of shapes. It's like I'm looking <laughs> at a cubist painting. <laughs> uh, upside of Transformers is that they've fully embraced the multiverse aspect of it. So you can literally just oh. pick a series and start with it. There's no backstory you need to know about. Yeah. Mm, I read the Transformers uh, uh, Wreckers Saga uh. graphic novel for another one of my podcasts, and I really liked that. Like, I didn't understand most of it, but I appreciated what they were doing and how it was like a very serious war story where they just were robots. Yeah. And part of it was that in the middle of this graphic novel, there was a prose section that was. Some of the, the finest prose I've ever come across within a graphic novel. I really liked reading that. It's one of my favorite things we've stumbled across in the review show. Mm. And it does read just like, oh, just like some a dad novel. You know, one of those big, thick paperback dad novels that's mm-hmm. like about d- veterans trying to understand how to live in the world or whatever. But then one of them just turns into a motorcycle. I was like, I would love to read an entire Transformers prose novel. I think I like it better when I can't see them. There, there are prose novels like, and I think the Vector Saga was in was in um, during the Align continuity when they were trying to basically just 
put it, all the multimedia stuff they were putting on. They were trying to keep it within the same continuity. They they gave up on or they didn't so they didn't really give up on it. But like they they moved on from it from that uh, after Robots in the Sky, so like twenty seventeen or eighteen. Uh, and actually, the comics did a re- basically reset their universe, uh, and IDW like kept going on with more Transformer stuff. But they're like, we told a really complete story. We're going to just go on from that in universe. We're gonna just hit a giant reset button. Yep, that's how comics works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know all of this. I was very excited for you to come on and talk about Beast Wars. This is oh. the first time we've had a guest come on talking about a show for which they do its own dedicated podcast. <laughs> Actually, so like I You've showed got you a both. True expert in the house. <laughs> I showed you uh, off mic. I showed you both my. Uh, I have Cybertron Primus on my desk, but like right behind me, you two can see. I actually have two Beast Wars toys in in box oh, nice. right there. Oh. I, I, it's actually Rat Trap and uh, and Rhinox. Hell yeah! Okay, <laughs> two of the good ones. Those are names yeah. I remember. Yes, the yeah. Rhino and the Rat. Yeah, luckily they're, they're they're one of the two that actually has a <laughs> name that fits their animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While watching the show, as I was like wa- watching the captions, making sure I was taking down the right names, when it got to the Rat character, I'm like, oh, that's Rat Trap, because no other character <laughs> is called Rat Trap. That must be Rat Trap. That yeah. name's in my brain for a reason. Yeah. Honestly, the only ones that don't have a name that fits their animal are like Rampage, Megatron, Optimus, and yeah, uh, I guess maybe Quick Strike. All the rest of them, or oh, and Silverbolt, but like rest of them basically have their animal yeah. in their name. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very helpful. Optimus is not the name of an animal. Well, it would be the best animal if it if it was the name of an animal. It would animal. be yes, inherently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I. I, I <laughs> No, you you mentioned like thick books. I'm like, oh, the ones I have over the shelf over there because I'm a history teacher. <laughs> but no, um, that's great. Like yeah. like I said, I love reading that Transformers graphic novel, but I don't know if Transformers as a whole franchise is for me. Mm, no, that's fair. Like it gets the lore gets deep. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? The oh, so they chose their they chose their names after they got beast modes. They they, they changed their names. Yeah. So like in the first episode, like they come, they've picked their name, they scan DNA, and they've come out of the CR chamber with their beast modes. They're like, call me, uh, call me Cheetor, uh, Rattrap, and Rhinox. Uh, the rest of them kind of just like don't have that scene. They kind of just are introduced with their new name. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I really wish you guys got to see Quick Strike. He's a he's a fusor, so he's two animals. Oh hell yeah! Uh, oh, that sounds like a fun toy. <laughs> oh, Silverbolt. Like in the third episode we watched, uh, he's also a fusor. He's he's a he's a bird dog. He's a yeah. wolf and an eagle. Uh, but like Quick Strike <gasps> is the sense. other fusor. Yeah, Quick Strike's the other fusor. He's a cobra and a scorpion, and he has oh, a yeah. Texas accent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we wow. ran, I think we ran into him briefly in the second episode because I wrote down that he's like, "Ooh, there's a rowdy scorpion in here." Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we see him for like two frames and then he's kicked and he's done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get into our episodes. But mm. before we do that, we have to yeah. do our facts. Uh, let me pull that up real quick. See if my computer will let me look at any other page. Time to learn. Oh, come on. 
You wrote them down on a screen I can see, so I can just read them. If you want. Yeah, Mel, why don't you go ahead and do it? I don't trust Chrome anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> if your Chrome isn't working at the moment, I will read the facts. This program is called Transformers Beast Wars. This was created or, or developed by Larry Dottilio and Bob Forward. This had 52 episodes. It aired from 1996 to 1999, produced in Canada and the USA. Uh, it was syndicated. Looks like it also aired on YTV in Canada. In the producing companies and the popular voice actors, uh, we have to go to an additional page. <laughs> you couldn't fit those on our spreadsheets. <laughs> and under adaptations, you wrote that it does have sequels and limited comic series, which I'm certain uh, Dowd could tell us about. Yeah, we, we did episodes on those, yes. <laughs> Actually, so uh, there is a alternate take on the on this, since you're talking about uh, oh. pro series, uh, that actually I think, I'm not sure those are available online anymore, but I actually downloaded the PDFs of them. It's basically an alternate take on this entire, on the Beast Wars universe. Uh, So this is a shoot, uh, this is a uh, offshoot of Transformers taking place in the same continuity as the original cartoon. Uh, In the, the alternate take uh, Beast Wars Uprising, basically the war got, uh, kept going and didn't really stop, but it only stopped because the giant gas guzzle, or sorry, energon guzzling Autobots and Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually an episode in this series where uh, when they find the originals, uh, Megatron does call them uh, like stupid uh, energon guzzling models uh, because, <laughs> because the Maximals and Predacons are smaller, more energy efficient. And oh, that's that Yeah, they're more, they're closer to human size. Like, Rat Trap would be, like, about the size of a fully adult human. Instead of, like... Yeah, this is this was to... Uh, like, the the doyless reasoning for this is because... Uh, so you don't have to explain why there might be a motorcycle-sized rat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, that, yeah, though. so in Uprising, the Autobots and Decepticons, basically, like, they, they're, there's not enough energon left for them to actually be able to move anymore. The only ones that are left are the smallest of them. The uh, Predacons and uh, Maximals were created basically to continue the war in their name. But they've basically got like an uneasy truce and they're a second class. They're basically all second class citizens. Uh, And there's actually a gladiatorial arena where they fight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Beast Machines. Oh, that's a sequel series. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh no, no, I was talk- you have I was- to have a war before you can have a machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if the war. Matrix has taught us anything. <laughs> the, the, the Matrix is a thing in this a different different concept, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, Melissa, you were talking about like the, the designs of this. Uh, Beast Machine yeah. has a very different aesthetic. Uh, okay. And most Transformers fans don't like it. Maybe you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would. Let me let me Google it. I, I mean, I I like both series just because I like think of them as a package deal. But yeah. Okay, they're a little, they're a little smoother. It's less just like a collection of polygons, which I'm 
I'm not faulting the designs. I think it's something where like my eyes don't know how to read them. Mm. I just see a collection of shapes and I can't differentiate them into like five separate robot guys. Mm. This was this was very early like CG and there is a lot of clipping. There's like I remember because you know we talked about animation errors. There's one time they're like uh, all standing like over like a lava river or something and Dinobots accidentally just standing on air. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, like I'm googling. I'm looking at some of these toys. I love that this just says "snarl deluxe." Like those are yeah. words that are going to make sense to anybody's grandparents when they try and buy their kids. It's a, a deluxe. Toy. It's a deluxe. Oh, so Transformers has classifications for size of toys. Deluxe class is a thing, and snarl is oh, the character. Yeah. That's oh, the, that's what that means. Okay. Yeah, that's what that means. Okay. Yeah, but. The size of the toy changes every single time they do a new line because it's really just the size of the box. It's for retailers to know how oh. much. Yeah, it's for the retailers oh. to know this is how big the box is going to be. So how many can you order? That's fun. Okay. That's a that's a good that's a neat fact. Yeah, it's, but on the on so on the downside as a as a fan and if you want to buy any of the toys, if you're not buying them in a brick and mortar shop. And you're ordering them, that means like the the sizes don't really mean anything to you because that's yeah. just gonna be the yeah the box size. Yeah. So it's gonna be smaller okay. than smaller than that, whatever it is. Gotcha. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's get into the episodes, but before we have to do that, we're gonna watch the intro to season one. Uh, yeah. Normally have this queued up, but my computer is poodoo today, so we're all gonna watch it on our individual screens and react. Uh huh. So this is uh, is everyone ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, this is for jams for editing later. Uh, we're both gonna hit play in three, two, one, play. So this was this was a very nostalgic tr- uh, intro for me. Mm-hmm. There's no lyrics in this one. It's, it's yeah, just kind of okay. like dramatic so, uh, music. A purple laser scans a bunch of animals. Uh, there's dinosaurs. There's there's a cheetah. There's a purple robot guy. <laughs> there's the gorilla. The gorilla <laughs> look is the best thing. The gorilla is the best one. I do lo- oh my god, look at him. He just did it. I- <laughs> They're turning in a robot. I do love how Optimus transforms. He's just like, I'm a gorilla, but my legs have to turn backwards, and now I'm man. Yeah. <laughs> These are so funny. I do love the transformations themselves. I would watch like a 10-minute supercut of only transformations. <laughs> that exists. Uh, yeah, that's the Beast Wars intro. But yeah, I would recommend watching it. It's a good... Uh, example of what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah. The uh, um, <laughs> this Beast Machines uses a song called Fat Planet as the backing track. Oh, but the thing is, that song is best known from a Budweiser commercial. So oh, my- <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> go go look up Fat Planet Budweiser if you want to watch that. But um, uh, uh, my my co-host on the Axon Archives. Jenna, uh, she she was saying when we were talking about that, how like uh, listening to it make, ma- makes her think of the uh, of that commercial, and I'd never seen it before, so like I watched it eventually, and I'm just like, 
Yeah, that's the same song, and I I can absolutely <laughs> see why this would get stuck in your head. Yeah, we had to. I actually use it as the intro for our Beast Machines episodes. Nice, hell yeah! Yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna look that up later. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I asked you to pick three episodes, uh, and you picked uh, season one, episode fifteen, The Spark. Uh, season two, episode nine, Code of Hero, and season three, episode seven, Proving Grounds. Why did you pick those episodes specifically? Uh, well, I wanted something uh, kind of give a good spread of between characters, uh, moments, and kind of just showing like since you said three, I'm like, oh, that's three seasons. I'll do one from each. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I had to pick Code of Hero because that is like consistently considered like one of the best episodes of the entire series. Yeah, I loved that episode. I think that's my favorite out of the three that we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go into our first episode. We watched The Spark. Uh, and yeah, so we get our intro and we see a ship kind of floating outside of Earth's uh, orbit and it gets hit by a meteor and starts crash landing. Big trouble. Bad news. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I think we see Megatron and who's his like spider tech guy that's usually at his uh, computers that is tarantulas he's tarantulas he is um tarantulas. yeah no he is scary honestly because imagine yeah. that voice uh, uh he, he's the mad scientist of basically the predacons uh okay. and he really got got into his tarantula uh, his spider mentality like third episode of the series he actually captured cheetor in a web starts like draining him of his energy and going to like eat him later when Cheater points out, like, uh, I don't have any blood. I've just got, like, mech fluid. It's like, oh, that's okay. It's, it's more like the yeah. act I enjoy than the nourishment. Yeah. There's an episode Oof. later where he's about to eat a whole caribou. And I'm like, you're a robot. I don't know if you need to eat a whole caribou. <laughs> oh, 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 so we should we should talk about this, actually. So okay. th- they're organic shells. They're, okay. they're beast mode. Okay, so uh, they land on this planet uh, when they're fighting. Uh, there's too much energon, like the ener- the the radiation will basically be like uh, causing the short circuit. So they needed beast mode, organic beast modes to shield them from okay. uh, from this. Yeah. So like, it's not really made clear that it's organic at first, but later on, that's the only uh, that's the only explanation that actually fits. So when they're in beast mode, they are a real animal. Yes, they're they're like cyborgs, I guess you could say. Interesting. Okay, I thought they were wow. just using it as like. Just like this is armor that looks like it's an animal, but I guess that makes yeah. a little bit more sense. Yeah. Uh, so a- I could pet Cheetor and he would be soft. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. No, he'd be I- smooth and, wow. and chrome. <laughs> <laughs> no. What is hair? But a lot of little tiny chrome bits. Oh be- no! I yeah, don't because, like this. Because of this show, I, I thought rhinos were like calm and peaceful, but because rhinox kind of is most most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> He's the exception to the rule. No, like literally, yeah, he's this like is the most not passive. the best way to learn about animals. <laughs> he's like the most passive character in the entire series. I like any character that is a doctor. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, his 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 voice actor loves uh, loves being Rhinox because, in his own words, like I'm like 110 pounds wet, yet every single matchup between me and any other Transformers character, I'm predicted to be, to just beat the hell out of him. He's the quiet guy who could definitely just destroy you if he wanted to. He's a sweet old yeah. man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, like, his, uh, totally randomly, his daughter has a TikTok. Uh, wait, sorry, I'm not trying to remember her pronouns. Um, 
I believe daughter. I, I think she might. I think she is trans. Um, but like just flipping through TikTok, and I'm just like, Wait, that's what you're doing. What the hell? Because like I love seeing that. Because <laughs> she, yeah, she she started doing a bunch of with him, but the one I came across was her just walking up to him and telling him. And I'm just like, Wait, that's Rhinox. What the don't, hell? don't talk to him. He's Rhinox. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, I'm like, wait, that because uh, apparently a lot of celebrities' kids yeah. are on TikTok and basically using their parents to kind of grow. Yeah, their, it makes their sense. Account. I've seen a lot of kids on TikTok. <laughs> like, hi, I'm Matthew Lillard's daughter, or like, or or what have you. Oh, Kevin yeah. Sorbo's uh, son. Mika Burton posts a lot of stuff with Lavar in it, which is nice. But yeah, it's kind of like one of the nice sides of yeah. TikTok. Like, Aww. look at my look at my cool cool dad. Look at my cool mom. Look, yeah. look at my dad being the exact same person yeah, you exactly. wish he was. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the show. So the Predacons track yes. this uh, crash landing pod to their territory and kind of dispatch some more Predacons to go get it. Meanwhile, uh, a talking rhino is disappointed at Energon geysers, is what I wrote down. Uh, and he spots the he spots the crashing ship. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Rhinox, he heads for it alone. Oh, I just didn't write very good notes here, did I? I just wrote down the names of characters so I could remember them. Uh, I should probably explain. <laughs> I should probably explain sure. the pod actually. So, as they were crashing, so they shot. They both shot each other mm-hmm. out of the sky, basically. But the the Maximals were on an exploration ve- uh, mission, and they had a, a crew who was basically in like uh, cryo sleep mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. They're in proto forms. They're in proto uh, proto sta- or stasis mm-hmm. stasis pods. But they're protoforms. They 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 don't have a robot form. They don't have a, a yeah. beast mode or anything. They're just a spark, uh, with the titular spark of this episode, uh, and mm. like a liquid yeah, metal frame. So, yeah. So they uh, to sort of protect them. They basically ejected them out of the cargo hold and put them into like uh, into oh, geosynchronous orbit. That so makes sense. They'll be sense. safe. So. Yeah, so time All to right. time to add characters to the yeah. to the show. Uh, yeah, one of, <laughs> one of them will come down, and then it's a that's race to a, get to it first. That's a good concept for a show. Okay, uh, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, we meet uh, Cheetor and, and uh, Tigatron, uh, and then we meet uh, Scorponok and Black Arachnia. Those are the names I wrote down, so I'd remember them. Uh, so eventually, they're they're both uh, Cheetor is on yeah. his way to help. But so are uh, Scorponok and Black Arachnia are on their way from the Predacon side to intercept. Uh, Rhinox gets to the pod first, and he's there. And there's a Goopman in the in the pod uh, with like the sparks look like those like Spencer's things that you touch, and the spark like jumps to your hand. That's, oh, and it makes your hair stand on end. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it looks like mm-hmm. one of those in there. Uh, is it called plasma orbs? Plas- yeah, plasma balls. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, so treats Cheetor, <laughs> and then we cut to Tigatron. The way they have him animated running through the jungle <laughs> is very, very weird. I've, they have him like running on all fours, and I think his animation is like either slower than his environment or faster because it just looks yeah. very doofy. It's, uh-huh. you, uh, yeah, so we actually had Shannon on an episode to like kind of get, and we got an animator's uh, perspective on on Ooh. this. Yeah, yeah, the walk animations are faster than the actual pace of the of the of the shot. Okay, that's what I uh, thought. Yeah, yeah, uh, that unfortunately doesn't not the first only time we'll see that in these three episodes. No, certainly not. 
<laughs> so yeah, Tigatron runs into Scorponok on his way there. Scorponok like hits him with like a freeze beam or something like that and shocks him and mm-hmm. freezes him. Uh, and then Black Arachnia hits him with some Digivenom uh, <laughs> and knocks him out. Uh, yeah, I didn't write very good notes. Uh, I'll do better next time. All I, all I wrote is stuff like a cheetah calls a tiger about a stasis pod. A hawk is watching them. This show is animals watching other animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a double blind nature show where it's yeah, yeah. it's just uh, it's just cutting away and then you saw those animals. There was an additional animal watching them, and guess what? There's well, another one in a tree behind that one. The the, the pods uh, when they wake up, they have to they need a beast mode, so there's a DNA scanner. That's mm. a peregrine falcon. Okay, yeah, okay, thank you. I don't know a lot about real birds or <laughs> robot birds. Well, also, like animorphs, uh, they can't just, like, <laughs> scan... Well, they can't scan another Transformer to, for the DNA. They need an actual animal. Right, that's what okay. I thought. Yeah, yeah no, that's why the pod didn't just turn into Rhinox or something. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking about that. So, yeah, the, so Rhinox is trying to, like, help the, uh, this... What did you call it? Like, a proto person protoform protoform yeah. trying to help the protoform and like essentially like they don't have enough power uh i think like when cheetor shows up he like shuts cheetor down like hey i'm gonna borrow a part out of you don't worry about it you'll mm-hmm. be fine uh go under repair <laughs> mode shut down i'll take it out and then you'll wake up and you'll be fine uh and so he pulls the chip out and puts it in it doesn't work but cheetor gets like this nice little like dream sequence uh where rhinox shows <laughs> yeah. up and, and explains how sparks work uh about how like sparks like come from primus and they're like either they're like your your soul and when you die they go back to primus actually yeah that that, um they go back to the all spark aka the matrix aka just you know primus's consciousness yeah yeah uh and yeah um this this is actually like one of the first times we'll see, this is becomes a r- running thing throughout the series of cheetor getting like prophetic dreams uh oh, okay. in a while yeah, and actually comes to a head at the end of Beast Machines. That's great. That's a, that's some nice uh, intro there, or a nice thorough line there. So yeah, uh, so Cheetor gets this gets this chip out of him, and uh, I think he goes and like Cheetor is like watching out. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, Black Arachnia kind of gets the jump on them, and then we get some nice her and like Cheetor like quips and like shots. She has like little like guns on the end of her legs. And when she's like transformed, her legs are pointing forward, so she has like a little gun array. So yeah, she has like machine guns at the end of her feet, which is like I don't know if walking on those is the best idea if they're also guns, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they like her and Cheetor like trade some quips and some shots, uh, and then da 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 da. He like Cheetor ends up like spearing. Arachnia in the face with like her own venom spike, which is very brutal. Uh, and then Waspinator shows up and he's like, "Who dares attack attack Waspinator?" Uh, and then Terrasar <laughs> shows up. He's like, "Terrasar, terrorize!" And like they're attacking Cheetor, who's like experiencing ev- like energon overload, and so he like mm-hmm. has to like beast mode and get out of there. Um, they keep saying something about like stasis lock. So I assume that like when they have like an overload of like energon or whatever, what have you, 
uh, they'll just like freeze in place until their bodies are ready to cope again. Yeah, huh. if they're or damaged. Uh, yeah, it's a stasis lock is basically just like them shutting down because there's too much damage or they're being overloaded by energon. The point of it is that like your comrades are supposed to like get you back to safety. Uh, but the thing is, if it's energon overload, you probably want to go into beast mode first too. Gotcha. To like save. Yeah. To, to be a, be an animal who can't experience robot problems. Well, yeah. Well, also, there's this... They also, like, can repair, like, minor injuries and, like, overload stuff, like, when they're in beast mode. So it is also is a little bit of a recovery mode. Gotcha. What's yeah. neat? They've also got these, like, basically back the tanks back at their bases. Uh, they call them CR chambers. <laughs> No, okay. I, like, I like back to tanks. They're back to tanks. Yeah, this is a term I can understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, Terrasar and Waspinir come up and they start terrorizing Cheetor. Uh, and yeah, Cheetor goes beast mode, which is this the origin of people saying beast mode from the no. show? <laughs> That's from another guy and I hate him for for copywriting the, the phrase beast mode because it means... Transformers will never use, can never use it again. Oh, that's dumb oh. and terrible. What, yeah, what a cool uh, move. I was so excited. Me and Jenna were both ex- like so excited when we first started hearing people saying that. Until like, for me, it took like about six months before I realized they weren't a bunch of Beast Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beast Mode, totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rhinox sacrifices some of his circuits for like a jump shark. A jump, sh- not not a jump shark. Jump start on uh, <laughs> the, the goop, well, goop person. I I think what he told the the pod to do was like, hey, use the copy of this program that's in in my head to like, because it's, it's having trouble running it on the pod itself. So it's like, oh, the the program's probably damaged. Just use the copy that's in my head. Yeah, yeah. Use yeah. use my copy of Windows ninety five to get to <laughs> copy onto your system, so you can be a Windows person. Uh, mm. yeah. You could be a Clippy. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it works, uh, but it knocks Rhinox out. Uh, but yeah, Cheetor, meanwhile, is dodging like wasp attacks, and he tricks him, and it flies him right into an Energon geyser. And then Terrasaur knocks out Cheetor and makes for the pod. And now, like at this point, the uh, proto person is just constantly like scanning, like gotta find an animal. Time to wake up. Gotta find an animal, mm. but it can't find one because <laughs> it, it's in a wasteland. Yeah, yeah, it's in a wasteland. There's not a lot of not all animals want to be around energon geysers. No, no, thank you. No, thank you, please. Mm. Oh, if it's just looking for any animal, could it find like a small worm? Like how or insignificant of an animal could it be? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a moth. If it can do a spider. I, 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 make, I make the joke of a fire ant because there actually is later on an actual fire ant predicon. Yeah. Who, <laughs> that sounds right. His, he, because um, Tarantulas was messing with the pod to turn it into a Predacon and to try to make another spider, uh, it's like Predacon programming got replaced by Animal Fire Ant Instinct. Oh. So Whoa. he thinks he's a giant fire ant. That's fantastic. And he's hilarious. Wow. Yes. That's great. I got to gotta see that guy. Uh, his name is Inferno, and he refers to Megatron as, the ro- as his queen. <laughs> <laughs> Megatron is a queen. She can slay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then when Megatron finally t- tells him to stop doing that, he just refers to Megatron as the royalty. <laughs> oh, he'll, nice. He'll take That's that. very classy. He'll, he likes that. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so I think yeah. you saw. I think we see Inferno later in the second episode, actually. Yeah, I, I don't think he says anything, but yeah, I think I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Terrasar arrives and he zaps Rhinox and goes to take the pod, but then suddenly uh, an eagle, a peregrine, would you say a peregrine falcon? Uh, yeah, it's a peregrine. She's a peregrine falcon. Yeah. Yeah, flies overhead and it scans it, takes it, and then it, the eagle, it becomes a, it becomes an eagle, and then we see an eagle flying out of the pod. And like takes Terrasar on a chase, and then we see the eagle, the falcon, uh, the raptor. We'll just say raptor. They're all raptors, sure. uh, mm. except for the other you character can... in the show, which is an actual raptor. Uh, <laughs> you can use, use her name. I'm about to. Yeah, like she's. Oh, okay. She flies out of the sun. And she's like, it's me, Air Razor, and all the all the while she's doing like eagle cries, which the audio just sounds like a person with a gun pointed at their head, like, make an eagle sound. <coughs> Do an eagle sound yeah. right now. That's what all these sound like. Uh, and they do, like, a little sky fight, and then she blows him up to literal bits, and we watch his <gasps> parts land one by one, and finally his head in the foreground falls, and his ex- his expression is frozen, and it's probably pretty scary for a kid, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're okay. It's cartoon violence. Uh, yeah. And actually, Watch Mater's the show's punching back. He gets blown up every episode. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all the Maximals reconvene at the base. They introduce Air Razor. Uh, we meet Rat Trap and Optimus, who is permanent metal beard face. Uh, and then that's that's pretty much the intro. Or that's the end of the episode. Uh, wait, wait, explain permanent metal beard face. He's got this, like, so if you look at Optimus in, like, uh, Maxwell mode. He's got like mm-hmm. a metal band across where a, a mustache would be, where a nose those would be. Lips. I think those are his lips. No, he's got actual about. lips between those. Robot lips. He's got he's got he's got those fake like robot lips, those morphin helmet oh, lips. Oh yeah. Okay, and then he's so, got like a metal you know, band above it and below it, like yeah. he's got a metal beard. Yeah. Okay. So you know what like part, like uh, OG Optimus looks like? He's got like the faceplate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like Optimus. Our Optimus Primal, yeah, uh, which is the Beast Wars uh, Optimus. He has he has that base weight. That's basically like him going into battle mode. Oh, uh, so it can uh, snapshot. I don't know. It, it more like snaps like from the sides closed, kind of like in um in the Michael Bay movies. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's still still weird, and I don't like looking at it. Uh, <laughs> but most of the time, Optimus is weird looking, and I don't like looking at him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His uh his trans metal form, which we'll see in the next episode, is probably a little weirder. Yeah, I I I, I made a note of it. Like I hate looking at this guy, but I love his voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we end we end we start our next episode, which is season two, episode nine, Code of Hero. Uh, we got a second season. We got some more beasts. Uh, but we open on a shot of like Neanderthals getting like attacked by a snake. And then, like, crows, like, flying around and calling. And then we just cut to the Transformers. Like, isn't this isn't this weird <laughs> yeah. and interesting? We're at the prehistoric times. Wow. <laughs> anyway, Transformers. Uh, yeah, so, we have this, like, 2001 we... A Space Odyssey yeah. opening. Yeah, with these, like, unusual... The, the primates, they they startled me. Like, I thought mm. they were just very oddly modeled apes. And But as the episode goes on, it seems like maybe that's, like... Right Early before humans. humans are human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, whatever they're, they're that pro- that link is, yeah, that's what they are, and that's why they look weird. Yeah, they're proto-humans, and a couple of links between season one and two. So at the end of season one, there's like a a big explosion, 
uh, that like sort of detonates a bunch of the energon in the pl- in an area of the planet, which means they can be in robot mode for long without the, oh. being okay. worried about that. Yeah, but the quantum surge, as they started calling it, you know, sci-fi terms, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. also trans like mutated from te- lack of a better word, some of them. So some in this episode, uh, Rat Trap, Optimus, Optimus happened a little differently. His body got blown up. Before he got went back to the Allspark, Rhinox like communicated with him, put him in, into a blank proto form, which got transmetalized, mm. and that's why he has, he has a new body. But yeah, uh, Rat Trap, Cheetor, uh, Optimus, Megatron, uh, and what else on the party console? I got transmetalized. Oh, Tarantulas does, uh, and then there's a couple more characters also joined in the in between. Yeah. Yeah, everyone like a oh, lot of everyone they, got a new look. They also realized that this was this actually is Earth. Uh, yeah. They thought because yeah. there was two moons in the beginning in the first season. They're like, this can't be Earth. There's not. There's an extra moon there. <laughs> what happened yeah. to the other moon? Uh, so it turned out some aliens were actually conducting experiments on this planet, oh, uh, and they're not happy about the trans. Yeah, they're not happy about the Transformers being there. This is Earth, <laughs> but the second moon. They're, they're basically contaminating their experiment. You know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second moon is actually what uh, is referred to as the Planet Buster. What they were planning to do, the, uh, what the aliens were trying to do with the Planet Buster is, you contaminate our experiment. We've got to start over. Oh, and so it's a wipe it's like the a planet clean. Button. Yeah. It's basically, well, oh. so later on we find the aliens are actually like little outside of space and time. Okay. So what they're planning to do is wipe the planet clean and literally start over, um, the, use the manipulation of time to go back before they came and, you know, do the experiment over. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad yeah. we foiled that. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, so, yeah, they we got the Neanderthal opening, and then we cut to a Transformer that we hadn't met yet uh, called Dinobot, who is like a like a raptor, and he's got, like... Uh, like a little sword. He's like his. I think his tail becomes like a little sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's, for a second, it looks like he's about to like try and like off himself, which yeah. which sucks. Is it? This is meant to be a seppuku moment. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like I'm not honorable enough, and he tries to like seppuku, uh, which which uh, sucks to see. I guess we have to put a, a, a warning in this episode, mention of suicide. Um, but yeah, so he can't do it, and he throws the sword like across the room. Uh, and well, okay, so uh, sorry, contact, I just read that that also this moment needs context. Yes, I, I um, figured it's from a, like a failure in the last no, episode. No, um, he's basically just so he they're so they're the descendants of the original Transformers, right? So yeah. they're like three hundred years, I think. Yeah, three hundred years. Like, yeah, yeah, from our future. There's a they uh, they come back to prehistoric Earth. Uh, but there's a thing, there's a, like a, a future record. Uh, so what Dinobot is dealing with here is predestination syndrome. He's like, yeah, he's like, fate is basically like taken out my own death, my own destiny, my own fate has been taken out of my hands. Like, am I just a puppet? So he's like, he's like, so he knows what the record says he's going to do. It doesn't say he, this is where he dies. So that's why he's like. You can't control me, fate. <laughs> but like, 
obviously it's a kid's show. You can't actually like make it too explicit that he's yeah. trying to overcome fate by taking his own death in his own hands. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a pretty uh, dark room. Was so like I could, could kind of tell they didn't, they didn't exactly want to explicitly say that's what was happening. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I thought he was just like, oh, this this guy seems like one of those people that's like run and and does everything by honor. So he just did something mm-hmm. dishonorable and wants to like, you know, fix fix his own mistake. But yeah, he 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 also tried to like go against fate by go, uh, read your. Uh, so he was originally a Predacon. And, like yeah. the first okay. episode, he he switched sides. Yeah. So a couple episodes before, he actually changed sides back over because because he's basically. A teenager having an existential crisis, yeah, and he's mm-hmm. trying to find like any way to just not go along with what is expected of him. Yeah, he's trying to rebel. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they we we see him like throw his sword across the room, and then we cut to Rhinox and Optimus talking at a computer, and they say the temporal wave front is heading into the future at an accelerated rate. A bunch of like time tech g- jargon. Uh and da, 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 da. oh yeah this is where i point out how much i hate his his face because optimus now has <laughs> uh, a nose like a tiny human nose and a mouth and pointy teeth and i just don't like let him. me see this he's is more he the gorilla yeah. one yes he's still gorilla, but isn't the, he also I... a jet yeah oh, oh yeah so uh the, when you get transmetalized your your beast mode also gets some like vehicle aspect oh okay. like um yeah, so Cheetor basically has jets uh, that he yeah. can fly now. Yeah, like uh, cheetahs do. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And Radtrap, actually, his transmetal form, he has these giant wheels. He can actually basically, like, uh, he's basically a dragster. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm... Yeah, I understand. I looked at him. I, I think I saw him around, and I forgot that's who Optimus Prime was. <laughs> he looks... Like, he lo- I know he's the leader. I know what he sounds like. I know you go on the Transformers ride at Universal Studios, and he tells you that he's proud of you. But, like, I, 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 did, I didn't pick up that that was him. I'm just like, there's a gorilla with huge pecs. Distractingly yeah. oh. huge pecs. Different I think guy. that's why I didn't focus on the weird robot lips, because I was looking mm-hmm. at the gorilla's pecs. It's a technically different guy. Uh, so that's Prime. You're thinking of Optimus Prime. This is Optimus Primal. He named himself oh in honor. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Two separate guys. Yeah. Prime yes. and Primal he, are two separate guys. He, he I named thought he himself just had in like honor a, of Prime. a cool yeah. name. I thought like, this yeah. was like the nickname. Like this, he's like, well, if we're going to do animal stuff, call me Optimus Primal now. Mm. There's like 13 yeah. Optimus Primes. Okay. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I don't. Can I? I'd like. Can I have a chart, please? I'd like to know him better. Every, oh, you every series and every series and continuity has their own prime, Optimus Prime. Yeah. Which, by the way, his name is literally Best First. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not even get started on Rodimus Prime and how that works. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, no. I have no connection to the original Transformers. We watched that movie for for the podcast, and. Yeah. and you know what? I, I still cried when Optimus died. No, yeah, it's a, it's like a good movie. It had like a theatrical release and everything. It was great. Also, Peter Peter Cullen, like, because he modeled the character after his Marine brother who came from, back from Vietnam. Yeah. So he's like, I'm like, I'm sure he was dealing with something with his brother when he, when he did that yeah. death scene. <laughs> yeah, go watch that movie. We'll definitely be watching yeah. that movie at some point. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, the, the Maximals are at risk of their HQ location being found out because of these 
like time waves that are going on. Uh, oh, uh, so they're stranded on the planet. The, the, the quantum storage I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that also like went across transwarp space, which can go across space and time. That's how they ended up on prehistoric Earth. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so they're like, oh, Cybertron will actually know we're here finally. They'll probably send a rescue mission. Gotcha. So they're hoping that oh, they reach a Cybertron. Yeah. I thought they were like, oh no, the Predacons are going to come find us or something like that. Uh, no. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, Dinobot is like in this like little hallway and bumps into Rat Trap, and Rat Trap is salty. I guess that that Dinobot like switched sides for a little bit, and he's like, I don't care mm-hmm. if you're ex Predacon as long as you're on our side. That's the most important thing. Uh mm. And so Dinobot just kind of like jets, kind of leaves the HQ as a raptor with a gun in his hand. He's like, I got to go. (laughs) I got to go make things right. Uh, Yeah. There's so much. We so we always do like the little clip at the end of the show, like audio. There's so much of this. I wish Uh I could do a video at the end of this episode. Just just, Just do his gifts. Do his speech where he ends up like. I am a warrior. Let the, let the battle be joined. Do, like just do be that. Let that be the audio. Okay, I'll get. I'll do that. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So he leaves the HQ. Talks about like mitigating his failure. Yeah, and then we then we see Cheetor with like his jets on his back, kind of flying through the air, uh, and then he gets like shot at by like uh, Megatron, a rampage. Megatron looks different now. He's not like the Dino he was. He's like a, a t. He's like a proper T Rex. And one arm is like a like, it's like a like a little worm. It's supposed to be it's his tail. tail. It's supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be his tail, but it doesn't move like an arm should. Like it flops around well, and points, it, and it's, it's weird. Not, well, that's not that's not actually his arm. It, he's like holding a weapon. Oh, he has like a robot hand underneath, yeah. and like the weapon is his tail. Yeah, weird. It's because it moves yeah, okay. when he gesticulates. So, like, yeah, one his his T Rex head that is his hand. But like his, his other, <laughs> okay, yeah. Either way, uh, it's impractical. Wait, sorry, sorry. His regular form has a T Rex head on one hand, and then like tail on the other one. Yeah. And then when he turns into trans metal, he get like his head is not part of his uh, arm anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it was, was kind of weird to look at. Um, but mm. Yeah. So. Da, 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 da. I think this is where. Uh, oh yeah, Cheetor calls for help, and a Dinobot who was like looking at like a piece of like blue bracelet comes running to the rescue. I think it's like a piece of like webbing or something uh, in the desert. Comes running, Raptor with a gun in its hand to the rescue. Uh, uh, Can I also say briefly? I was I was surprised that Dinobot was the name of one specific individual and not just like an entire class of these guys. So, I thought there would be in, several in Dinobots. In the original, there were a bunch of dinosaur robots who were the Dinobots. Okay. Yeah, this guy is also named Dinobot. Oh, okay, okay. The, it's like... <laughs> I should mention that the Dinobot we see in the third episode is not the same guy. Oh, it's not. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. We, we, I, I, as we can tell from the end of this episode, it can't be the same guy. I thought I figured yeah. it must be because it's cartoons, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Meanwhile, we see like the the spider tech guy. What, what did you call him? The uh, tarantulas. Tarantulas. Thank you. Um, what was his little name? <laughs> tarantulas. This was when he was trying to eat the caribou, and he's like crawling over, and we keep getting shots of like. 
him crawling, the caribou, him crawling, the caribou, him crawling, and then the caribou. And then, like, as he crawls over a patch of dirt, a gun comes out of it, and and Dinobot in his entirety comes out and, like, picks him up by the neck and points the gun, and I'm like, hey, I need your help with something. Uh, and uh, he's like, I'm looking for info on the golden disc, uh, but Megatron's the only one who has it. He keeps it on him. It's like, all right, cool. You're coming with me because we're going to go get him. And he climbs on Arachnus like a motorcycle. He like sits on him like cross-legged on like his his back uh, section. And he just sprouts (laughs) wheels and then off they go. Uh, Uh, Oh, yeah. Transmetal Transmetal Beast Mode comes with like kind of like a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. I called him Um, Transmetal. Thank you. Yeah, so um, actually, Dinobot and Rattrap, like when they need to like go out some, go somewhere really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinobot, Dinobot, the biggest of all the Maximals. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he'll actually sit on Rattrap uh, in like hot rod mode, and they'll just so you got this. <laughs> so he's used to sitting on people. Yeah, he's, you got this giant Velociraptor robot sitting on a hot, red hot rod mouse, a rat, <laughs> just like speeding down the desert. It's an awesome visual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we cut to Megatron and uh, Rampage at the like the like foot of like a mountain that's like near the Neanderthal camp, and he mm. produces this golden disc that is a record. It's just a golden record, as we would know records on Earth. And this, it says on it the is, sounds of Earth. This is yeah, the sounds yeah. of Earth. Yeah, this is the Voyager is, Two disc. Oh, it is. Yeah, the one that's got like pictures of people in like uh, classical music, and I don't know. Carl Sagan wrote a speech. I forget yeah. everything that's on that disc. Yeah. So like, um, what actually happened is, uh, on so this was this is actually why the Maximals were chasing him. Megatron stole a Maximal relic, the golden disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, like, yeah, we find out it is the golden record from Voyager 2. I think it's that's, 2. That's a cool Voyager. little thing. Yeah. 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 But there's a secret message on it uh, put on by uh, the original Megatron. He's basically oh. like, transwarp technology is pretty new, so I'm making this uh, message for future generations. If we lose the war, go back to prehistoric Earth, Make sure the the Autobots can't win oh, the war. So he's trying right now. Megatron's trying to destroy the humans, so the human race yeah. will never happen. Yes, and, basically. And I figure that like humans are like integral to the war. So um, yeah, later because he's trying to. Well, at first he's trying to do it with as minimal impact on like the time on time as possible. Mm-hmm. Later on, like at the end of the season two, he's just like, okay, you know what I. I tried every way I could, but I'm just gonna have to go with the actual plan that, Mega, that OG Megatron had. I'm gonna have to go into the find, go into the arc and shoot Optimus in the face, <laughs> and he shoots Optimus in the face. It's not much else to do. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, they point at the mountain to like as a proof of concept. Like this mountain exists in the future, and he plays it like on his hand, like a little like portable disc player, and they show like an image of the mountain in the future, and it's like. You know, still same mountain, less snowy, but still there. And so he's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's do a little t- experiment here. And they, like, shoot and destroy the mountaintop, and the image changes. It's like, okay, all right, we got something here. Uh, so they kind of just, like, turn around and look at the Valley of Humans. And like, all right, these got to go. Got to get rid of these. 
and they kind of like start calling in Predacons to like purge the humans pretty much. Dinobot sees this and he's like, well, I can't have this and I can call the Maxwells for help, but they're not going to be here in time to stop all of them. So he just kind of goes in and like one man army like stops this from happening and it's very yeah. good. It's very cool. Yeah. Here, let me read a speech that like he, they're not going to get there in time. So he, here's the speech he gives like, sure. The question that once haunted my being has been answered. The future is not fixed, and my choices are my own. Yet, how ironic. For I now find that I have no choice at all. I am a warrior. Let the battle be joined. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's such a cool moment. Uh, but yeah, there's can like... you believe this is the same guy as Rattrap? <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> Rattrap is a good, good actor, a good voice actor. Oh, so, yeah, Scott McNeil voices like five different characters on this show. Yeah. <laughs> He's also Dinobot, Radtrap, Waspinator. Yeah. Wasn't he, was he Piccolo or Vegeta? He was Piccolo for un- until like 2006, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think he's also, I don't know if this is the same actor, but like later on when we meet uh, Silverbolt, I think. Uh, yes, he's also Silverbolt, yes. Yeah, when we meet Silverbolt, I'm like, this is the skeleton from Scary Godmother. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was right, it is. Uh but yeah, so he's also that. Uh, so yeah, I haven't met anyone who heard of that until we, because we found out about that while we were doing the show. No, I love Scary Godmother. <laughs> we, I watch it every every yeah. year. Uh, but yeah, so the Dinobots are like on their way. Uh, but like, so he pulls his sword out. He's like, "All right, time to go to town." And he jumps into the valley while they're like shooting, blowing up the place. And he like slashes his gun down into one of the Predacons. Like we don't get the names of the first few ones. He's just kind of fighting them. He slashes a sword mm-hmm. like halfway into it and it sticks in him. Uh, and then he like uses him as like a, a human, like Predacon shield against like black Arachnia and then uses its own guns to like shoot black Arachnia uses its own gun to shoot its head off then. And then goes and like makes for the next two guys. Very cool. Like action sequences. Uh, uh yeah, I'll oh, oh. Good. <laughs> I'm happy you wrote such detailed notes because my notes say stuff like rat scorpion car, posh purple dinosaur ties up a missing link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my notes don't make any sense to me anymore. <laughs> That's why I watch these like as soon as like as early, not as early as I can, as late as I can, like day of if I can, if not day before. So I, I took these notes yesterday. Um, I, I took these notes five days ago and it already, it feels foreign to me. <laughs> let me, uh, let me list off the Predacons. I think we're, uh, okay. I'll list off the Maxwell's first. Okay, so Dinobot, Optimus Primal, Rhinox, Rattrap, Cheetor, and Silverbolt. Those are the Maximals. Yes. Uh, okay. Most of, most of them are pretty expo- uh, self-explanatory. Silverbolt is the bird dog. Yes. Uh, he's named after a G1 character who was a, a plane. Uh, uh and then the Predacons are Tarantulas, uh, the, tran- the the purple spider, Megatron, who's basically an evil nightmare Barney. <laughs> uh, actually, so he's a T-Rex, uh, and Optimus is a gorilla because of King Kong. Oh, that's fun. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Rampage. Oh, God. R- R- okay, Rampage is the crab, but he's also a tank. You know, uh, he. 
Yeah, Rampage is is basically Hannibal Lecter as a Transformer, and I and that includes the cannibalism. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Waspinator, Waspinator. uh, black, black uh, Inferno, who, who thinks he's a giant fire ant and is a bit of a pyromaniac. Yeah. (laughs) And then Quick Strike, the, the Cobra Scorpion with a Texas accent. Yeah. Who, (laughs) who is just like one of the best parts of the whole show. Yeah. I like, he was kind of like, Hey, what are you doing there? And then Dinobot knocks him out of the way. I'm like, Oh, there he goes. There's that character I wanted to hear more of. Uh, <laughs> I'll see him later. Uh, Megatron see is you like later partner. Megatron is like watching all this like carnage happen. And he's like a turncoat betraying us and eliminating us one by one. I'm almost touched, and he like wipes away like an invisible tear. Uh, uh, but he's like, well, I can't allow this though. Uh, meanwhile, Dinobot is like critically low on power, and he keeps like talking to his computer system, like, "Do not shut down." Do not stasis lock. Override, override, override. Keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps getting more and more beat up. Yeah. Actually, I think I think when he's fighting Quick Strike, uh, like he's lo- got lost his weapon. He says like, "What's a what's a warrior without a weapon?" And he and he just then he uh, says, "Warrior still." Wait, I forget if it was Megatron or yeah. Quick this is Strike when he's fighting, fighting Megatron. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he's fighting yeah. Megatron, like they do like a little uh, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Dinobot, like, a warrior can improvise, and he takes a, like, tree, and he tries to, like, smack him with it. And he's like, this is a stick, my dude, and I am a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, this does not work. <laughs> so he takes the stick, and he slams it down on, like, a pointed rock and makes a hammer and uses that to attack Megatron. And he uses that with, like, the... And then he, like... Oh, yeah, that's when, like, the golden disc, like, flies out of Megatron's robo-pockets. Yeah. And he picks it up and he shoots it with like the last of his power with like his laser beams, and it yeah. ex- explodes into like polygonal shrapnel, uh, and then he just pretty much just like passes out on the spot because that was like the last of his power. And then yeah. Megatron's plan is foiled. He jets out of there, and the Maximals are all just there in time to just like recover Dinobot. And he's like, he's like, it's such like a nice moment because he's like, tell my story truly the ill and the good deeds and let them judge me accordingly. Like I know I did some, some bad stuff. Be sure when you tell people about me to tell them the full story and let them decide if they should like me or not. That's a really cool way to die. Yeah. Mm. Dinobot quotes Shakespeare a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, but yeah. And so yeah, his like spark, like physically like leaves him as he passes away and kind of floats away. Yeah. And then we cut to like, like a, like a military funeral, like, He's kind of like on like a like a pyre, like burning, mm-hmm. like his body's like burning away. And uh, all the Maximals that can fly are like flying overhead like jets uh, while everyone yeah. else is like kind of saluting. And it's just kind of like a very like nice moment. Uh, and I thought we were going to end there, but then we cut back to the Neanderthals and they pick up the, uh, the stick and rock that Dinobot made. It's like, oh... And then he uses it to like open up a coconut and then kill a snake, kind of bookending the episode with snake mm-hmm. attacks. Yeah. Same this snake when, from before. Yeah. This is when Dinobot goes to Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. Robo Valhalla. Yeah. They they must, in all of Transformers lore, they must have done Heaven and Hell. <laughs> they must have. Like, I believe. Like it. a Bill and Ted, you- Bogus Journey. Oh. 
like time we have to go get uh <laughs> we have to go get i don't know i don't can't remember the name of, of a transformer on the spot we have to get optimus B- bumblebee we have to yeah we have to get bumblebee back from heaven because his work's not done yet uh, so oh, that, they, they've done that. Yeah, no, they've done that multiple times. They did that with Optimus in this show, actually. Yeah. So uh, they to they found a way to like stop the Planet Buster. They, someone has to basically pilot a stasis uh, pod into the weapon, Great. and it'll explode on impact and like eject right right beforehand. Uh, Optimus is the one who goes in, but Megatron tampered with it, mm-hmm. so he can't get out. Oh. So he, you know, yeah. He's anyway, but a bullet. then. Yeah, and then uh, Rhinox is like, because there's a transwarp explosion. His spark hasn't joined the Matrix yet. Uh, and, like, basically, like, gets him to come back into a blank protoform that was uh, turned into a transmetal. Gotcha. That's so it's actually it te- technically a new body, yeah. Still, I, there's there's so many Transformers stories to tell. Um, yeah. one, one thing they learned, like, a- after the movie... Uh, don't kill Optimus until the la- until the very last episode. <laughs> until you're really yeah. done with him. Yeah, like in Prime, uh, the which is part of the continuity of the the yeah. record saga. Like the last okay. one, he he had to last uh, the very last bit of that continuity. Optimus uh, merged his spark, the Matrix of Leadership, and the Well of our sp- All Sparks, mm. which is like how new Transformers come into being. He's like, I can't separate them, so, like, I have to go join the Matrix. I have to basically, like, ascend to heaven yeah. to, for, so that all, so that new life can actually come on our home planet. Hell yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but the thing is, that also means it can't be a prime at the same time as there's more new Transformers coming. Anyways, yeah, that's the end of that, that continuity, though, so that they learned their lesson, like, back in the 80s. Don't kill Optimus until it's the late, last episode of the series. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are on episode season three, episode seven, Proving Grounds. Uh, and we start with uh, Black Arachnia inside Maximal HQ. Mel, did you just hear that thunder too? I heard you making a face. It's it's still going. That was like, a, it's not loud, but it is a long thunder. Yeah, I got that over here. Uh, which is weird because I'm in the city and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess we're close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Black Arachnia is in Maximal HQ, kind of getting the equivalent of an x ray, but it's just kind of like yeah. topography. Like it's just lines, like orienting the inside of their bodies. Uh, yeah. And then we so see. This was uh, connecting seasons two and three. Uh, they mm. found the arc where the, where the masculine, the Autobots and Decepticons are sleeping for, I think it's like. Couple billion years, uh, it's forty-two or something like that. It's less than less than between the dinosaurs, but uh, Megatron got his way in, shot Optimus in the head. Mm. Uh, so in order to fix him, they had to like get his spark outside of his body while they're fixing the, his face. Uh, so Optimus Primal takes it into him, which turns him into this gigantic form that he has now. Yeah. Uh, but thing is, Megatron and the Predacons keep attacking the Ark, so they had to move from their ship and headquarters into the ark itself. Oh, okay. So that's why yeah. that's why everyone's trying to find the head, the uh the location of it. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, so yeah, Oh, Black Arachnia has the co- the access codes. Uh she she oh. managed to steal them. Yeah, so she's I think she's one of the only ones that has the codes. That's why Dinobots like hunting her the entire time. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, yeah. she's inside there. 
and it, she's like trying to like switch sides right now. Uh, and then we see like the new form of like Cheetor and he's like looking at her x-ray and he's like, now those are what I call lines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was when Tito. Okay, so he's what's called Transmetal Two. The kind of Dinobot we see in this episode is also Transmetal Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when he hit Transmetal Two, he basically be, hit teenagers. He hit cyber puberty as rat trap. So, oh, oh, okay, huh. that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no. So he's just like horned up for for Black Rackney for a good portion of this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's with Silverbolt though. Yeah, I was gonna say they're together because they call each other, like, like handsome and beloved and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, Rat Trap is like making quips about like because he because he can he can't just be nice. He can't just be like, "Welcome to our team." He's like, "Oh, so you're with us now." Uh, yeah. So he's like making quips, and like so, Black Arachne is like, "Okay," he starts like uh, choking and like pointing guns. Like, okay, stop the jokes. Uh, looking at Rhinox, like, stop the secrets. Tell me what you know about my body. Uh, and Cheetor, <laughs> stop it with a crush. Uh, and then op- after, like, Black Arachne, like, leaves the room, Optimus and Rhinox are talking, like, what do we find out? And, like, okay, so, like, her, like, Predacon programming uh, is, like, stuck, like, intricately woven into her body. We could remove it, but it could also remove her spark at the same time. And I don't think we could risk, like, I think this is a little bit too risky. And Optimus is like, yeah, I think you're right. This isn't worth it. Uh, we should just, yeah. like, not do it. But Black Arachne overhears this and is basically like, oh, they they can, uh, I think, I forget exactly what she what he says. Uh, but Optimus is like, that's too big of a risk. And Black Arachne takes that as like, oh, no, they're going to shut me off because I'm too yeah. big of a risk. And so she Whoa. just, like, leaves. It's uh, the two choices are like we can try. So as I said, like she was one of the protoforms at one one point. Yeah. And Tarantulas got to her first, turned her into a spider, like him. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's some weird dynamics between these two. He Tarantulas gets creep factor up to a hundred. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, in Supernatural, that voice actor for Tarantulas played a killer clown. Great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, uh, anyway, so, like, when Megatron shot Optimus in the face, she's a Maximo, so it, it would actually affect her, too. So she betrayed him at that point. Gotcha. Because uh, he's like, you forget, I was originally a Maximo, too. You basically, you're putting my life in jeopardy, my existence in jeopardy by shooting him. Yeah. Uh, she, so she sided with the Maximals at this point, but she's technically still a Predacon. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, they said, like, you know, the... the other option is leave her the way she is. What Optimus meant was, yeah, too risky to you know leave her comatose and lobotomize her. Yeah, but we'll just leave her alone. Yeah, let her what make her she decision. Is, yeah, what she thought they meant was uh, too too risky to leave her as a Predacon. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. she she takes off, uh, and then I think this is where like Silverbolt comes in. And is like, hey, where did she go? And Rat Trap's like, oh no, she left, didn't she? She's gonna betray us again. I, I'm not gonna let this <laughs> happen. I'm going Optimus and Silverbolt's like, wait, 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 wait. Let me go find her. If I don't bring her back, then you can go tell Optimus. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, so she, he kind <laughs> of takes that, that off. That is Scott McNeil talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he does that a lot. 
Oh, well, yeah, because he, he plays Rattrap and Dinobot also. Like, every time they're bickering, he's just arguing with himself, too. Yeah. I'm sure that's something yeah. voice actors do. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so he's like, let me go find her. Should I explain, should I explain the other Dinobot now? Sure, if you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's another there's another Dinobot in this. Oh yeah, yeah. So, this Dinobot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like as we kind of like we saw in the last episode, Dinobot's dead. Yeah. Uh, but Megatron's kind of because Dinobot's like the first one to like switch sides. Uh, Megatron's kind of obsessed with like bringing him back over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did that a few times. Uh, he cloned him at one point, but it's a biological clone, so it's just Raptor, um, Dinobot. Yeah. But, but he's completely loyal. Dinobot ate him. Uh. <laughs> As you do. Uh, then he created yeah he, then he created some cyber raptors like a few episodes before or uh i think it's part way through the third season uh and then now what he did was he carved out half of rampage's spark R- rampage is like i said he's hamble lecter the transformer mm. but he's also like immortal as hell okay uh so he carved out his spark Use that to create an actual uh, transmetal two clone and some alien technology that he scavenged to create a, another clone of trans of Dinobot, and that is this transmetal two Dinobot clone. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I thought because when we see Dinobot, he's like all black and white, and he's like a like a skeleton dinosaur. Uh, mm. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so he was like resurrected because he's got like a weird like late like instead of having like both laser eyes, he's just got one laser eye which is yeah frankenstein <laughs> yeah yeah it's like the mm. ideal of like he's got one laser eye he's evil now that's how that works yeah. uh so i'm like okay they got back to him they rebuilt him but okay so he's he's different guy so yeah he catches up and he's like trying to like attack black arachnia and they, they find out that he's trying to like lure her into this uh jamming zone where they can't get any like frequency back and forth so they can't like help call for help or anything uh so he she's just like angry just trying to like fight and they're just like trying to like do a back and forth uh and he has this like gun that it turns from an egg into a gun or something like that wow and also he's got holograms and i thought the gun did that Mm. but maybe he just do that meanwhile uh, Rat Trap is playing like a fighting game uh, with like Megatron and Optimus as characters. And then later he's playing like a on rails shooter where the enemies are Waspinators. And Megatron interrupts this, is like, hey, where are all the people that are supposed to be here? And he's like, oh, they're, uh, I, don't, I don't, are they not here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like, do a scan for them. And he's like, oh, they're, can't find them. Uh oh. Oops. So he's like, oh, they're probably in the jamming zone. Let's go find them. Rat trap you too. Stuff like that. Da, 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 da. And then, oh yeah. At this point, we cut back to Black Arachnia and uh, Dinobot fighting. And like she gets like the best of him and like pulls her gun out and like blasts him unconscious. And mm. she like gets up from being like pinned down and starts like trying to call for help before realizing she's in the jamming zone. And this weird ghost tentacle comes out of Dinobot and fixes his arm. What is that? Uh, yeah. The, the Transmetal 2s are a little supernatural, just a tiny bit. 
So like, um, they got ghosts in them? They got ghost squids in them? It, it's, it's basically like him self-repairing okay. to like a, an extreme degree. Yeah. Uh, Cheetor's transmetal two bodies so it gives him like a little bit of telekinesis, actually. Gotcha. Weird. Yeah. Like he's, he's got this gun that's uh, usually on his back. He usually just uses his telekinesis to like just pull the, pull the gun into his arms. Gotcha. Okay. I thought it was like... Yeah. He's haunted by a, a, a squid or something. Uh. <laughs> well, he does have ram. He actually he does have rampages spark. So and rampage is like really, really, really hard to kill. So maybe that's just maybe that's why it carried over. Interesting. I hope. Well, I hope yeah. that's the case. Uh, so yeah, Silverbolt uh, finds her. At the same time, Dinobot kind of comes back to life and like pins down Silverbolt with like a laser on his head. Uh, like slowly, like burning him, and uh, Black Reactina looks at it for a moment, like unsure if she should save him, and then she like uses her leg guns to blast Silverbolt out of Dinobot's clutches, and and like injuring him, but like knocking him away, and she says this is between Predacons, mm-hmm. and then she starts trying to talk Dinobot into like let's work together here, like I know where the Ark is, you're super duper powerful. Let's forget Megatron, forget Optimus. Let's go take the Ark for ourselves. And he's like, mm, uh, uh, no. And starts about to blast Black Arachnia. And Silverbolt shouts like, beloved. And suddenly uh, Silverbolt is like standing behind him. And Dinobot like shoots, but it's a hologram. Are holograms like inherent to Dinobots or is is it... No, I I think I think it's just him just doing that. Uh, he he probably just set up a like a decoy. Okay, he, so it's he just something like, they can do. Yeah, yeah. I well, it did look like he was setting like ever since he saw Black Rockney leave the base, it looked like he was setting up a giant trap for. So I'm sure I'm sure he did a lot of prep work. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's like finds out it's a hologram and Solar World is actually behind him, and shoots him with his own little egg gun knocking Dinobot off the cliff, but he climbs up and then uh, Black Arachne delivers the final blow and like knocks him off the cliff. And then we get that nice little moment where everyone's safe and Silverbolt's like, <laughs> like kind of like mad, like you're about to betray us. Like I'm, I, yeah. I love you, but I'm pretty pissed about that. And she's like, no, no, that's a lie. That was a lie. But what about you guys? You guys were going to like rip me open and kill me because I'm too dangerous. And Silverbolt's like, no, we would never do that. Uh, and then he sees like Optimus on the horizon and he's like, Optimus is going to be here any second. We'll wait and you'll find out the truth. Like this, we're definitely not going to do that. And so like he's holding onto her and she headbutts him and he pat like falls over <laughs> and then she's like, ha ha, uh oh. And then falls over because she headbutted too hard. Uh, and then Optimus drops down, explains what happened. And is like, we were never going to remove your spark from you. We're never going to remove this from you. If there was a chance you would die from it. Uh, the chance yeah. was, the choice was always going to be yours. Even if you decide not to stick around with us, D- whatever you decide we're, we'll, we'll trust you and we'll be behind you. And so they all kind of like fly back to Maximoy's HQ and she flies back on like Silverbolt's back. And it's like a nice little loving moment. Uh, and that's the end of that episode. And that was beast wars. <laughs> they were beasts. Yeah. They did war. <laughs> yeah. I want to oh, say I that see. I, for as much as I didn't like how the show looked when I was a kid, 
why, and I still like, oh, my brain can't translate these character designs. I, I did grow to like some parts of how the show looked. It, the setting design is beautiful. The lighting is great. Like the, when it's supposed to be like a sunset outside, that sunset lighting is really beautiful and warm. Whoever was on the lighting team, great job. <laughs> yeah. As much as I don't really under, there's so much lore. There's all these characters. They have so many different modes. There's a <laughs> lot to keep track of, but I always emotionally understood what the show was about. And it is very emotional. It's got all these deep, thoughtful, introspective, like <laughs> stories of like the gravitas of human, of yeah. any kind of existence. Oh, the scope of it is, is impressive. I, I I really appreciate this for what it is. Yeah, there's there's. Yeah. I think if you watch more Transformers, that's kind of not uncommon in Transformers. Yeah, where they're just like, I don't. I'm I'm like a big fighting robot, but I also am worried if what if I die? What is life? Yeah, this this is what I've learned after reading the Wreckers saga. Like Transformers is oh, it, it's in it's in your head, it's in your heart, it's not just in your metal fists. <laughs> Yeah. Put that on the, the box. Actually, so the the show actually wasn't called Beast Wars in Canada. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, because I guess I get I, their version of this FCC or something. I apparently I guess doesn't like the word wars in kids cartoons because there's another show. Uh, I think a few years after this called uh, so like Planet Wars or something like that. Mm-hmm. They had to change the title of that. So this is actually called Beasties in Canada. <laughs> Beasties and their boys. <laughs> Like it's a cereal. <laughs> Eat your beasties. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Beast Wars was definitely one of those like legacy shows. Everyone knew what you're talking about mm. when you're talking about Beast Wars. Uh, mm. Yeah, and I I think it holds up. Like I would, I don't know if I'm going to watch all three seasons uh, <laughs> and put that on put that on my docket. But like, I definitely want to go back and watch the episodes like about the arc and stuff like that. I'm definitely interested mm. in like Transformers lore, so yeah, I would. Uh, I think I would recommend. We watched this on Tubi. Tubi, is, this was free with like commercials and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I would watch it on there. Uh, Thode, any overall thoughts on Beast Wars? Uh, I, in my opinion, it still holds up, even though it's 26 years old. We're not actually 27 years old now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I love this show. I did an entire podcast about it, uh, but this turned. <laughs> I did an entire podcast about it. This became a huge, much larger part of my personality as a as a thing than I ever anticipated. Just because, like, well, I wanted to start a podcast. I went on the Hey Jake and Josh Discord. I'm like, hey, here's five things I could talk about. Anyone want to do a podcast with me about this? <laughs> and Janet was like, I know Transformers. We can talk about Beast Wars. Awesome. It's <laughs> a great origin story. Yeah, that's, uh, and the other four were like uh, Stargate, um, Naruto, uh, I forgot what the other two were, but yeah, I was just like, stuff that like were integral to my like cartoon identity growing up. Mm-hmm. We we, uh, we couldn't pick, we chose them all. <laughs> we're we're going to cover all the cartoons. Uh, uh. uh yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on and bringing Beast Wars to us. And thank you for your insights mm-hmm. and uh, knowledge on the yeah. subject. 
Yeah, I, I feel I do need to apologize. I feel like it's my fault. We did like an hour and a half of recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no fine. Apologize. There's uh, much to cover. There's a, yeah, Transformers yeah. is lore heavy, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, no worries there. Uh, this was fun. But yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this this super extra Transformers episode with Daoud. Daoud. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, is there anything you would like to yeah. plug, or would you like people to follow you online? Uh, okay, well, we've got the Axelon Archives, high-strated Beast Wars podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, King of Small Hill, but uh, we already say that every single episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can follow us on Twitter on uh, at Axelon Archives. Email us the, uh, the show at axelonarchives at gmail.com. Uh, and I personally am on Twitter at, at Dowfak, at D-A-O-F-A-Q. As you may have noticed with this, uh, uh, during the recording of this episode, I'm a walking encyclopedia, <laughs> so the FAQ comes yeah. in handy. <laughs> yeah. But it's literally just the first three letters of my first and last name. Uh, and uh, we, the podcast is on every, every possible podcast service I could, I could put it on, except, uh, but I don't think I was able to get it on Pandora for some reason. I think they're selected by who they put on. Yeah, that's her. I think I tried to put us on Pandora, but I... Have, haven't opened Pandora in years. I don't know if we're on there or not. I had no idea they even had podcasts. <laughs> it's <laughs> never it's seen very them. yeah, it's very new, and it's not a lot of them. They like I'm sure lots of people submitted. They just don't ex- they just don't approve everybody. Yeah, the hoity doity. That's fine. We don't need yeah. Pandora. Yeah, who uh, needs them? Who needs them? Yeah, uh, we if- <laughs> we we close the box on them as we say. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, if you guys uh, enjoyed what you found here, go follow Daoud. Uh, if you guys would like to inquire about being a guest like Daoud did, uh, you can message us on our Twitter at SaturdayMOPod. You can send us emails, SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. Any suggestions for things we should watch, any inquiries, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you'd like to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or any uh, review site, uh, send us a screenshot. And we'll read it on air. And we love five-star reviews because it helps people find us. Uh, if you would like to talk to me on Twitter, I am at Jams Wilk. Mel? I am on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can hear me on the Whatnots network of podcasts. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts. I'm on the review show every week, which is a book club style media discussion show. This is a show where I think about two, two and a half years ago, we read the the Wrecker Saga graphic novel. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. We'll take a graphic novel, a movie, a season of a TV show, anything we can cover in a week from all sorts of entertainment. It's a real grab bag. Anyone can find something for themselves. I'm on that. I'm on the Captain's Log, which is our nonsense chat show. Yeah. You're covering a season of TV in a week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's anything we can cover within a week. So typically we're just watching one season of one show. And the next week maybe we'll watch season one of a, of a different show or a movie or like two volumes of a graphic novel or something. But at the end of every month, we do a continuing series where we pick one show or like one longer running comic series or something. Not super long, like a 12 volumes or something. And it's like we're going to chuck in with this every month until it is done. We're actually finishing this one. Nice. Yeah, go check out the review show. Go check out the uh, the Transformers stuff they've covered if you want more of this. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Dawood, at the end of every episode, we 
say relax, kick back at Saturday if you would like to lead us off. Relax, kick back, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Optimus here. What is it, Dinobot? Code Red. Situation extreme. Destroy this valley and everything in it. The human race will never have existed. as soon as we can. In the meantime, fall back and wait for us. Negative. The question that once haunted my being has been answered. The future is not fixed. My choices are my own. And yet, how ironic. For I now find I have no choice at all. I am a warrior. Let the battle be joined. Relive the majesty. When a spark goes online, there's great joy. When one's extinguished, the universe weeps. The comedy. It's like I always say, we're all gonna die. And I know, I know, shut up, Red. The terror. <laughs> yeah. The drama. Tell my tale to those who ask. Tell it truly. The ill deeds, along with the good. And let me be judged accordingly. Come join your host Daoud and James as they dive through the archives of the maximal exploration vessel Axelon and rediscover the series that brought the Transformers back to the 90s. Beast Wars! The Axelon Archive, available wherever you find podcasts.